Welcome to Adapter's Advantage, breakthrough moments that lead to success. Our podcast brings you insider stories of the moments that mattered, turning points on the sometimes rocky road to success. Here's your host, Mark Magnacca, president and co-founder of Alego, the workforce training and readiness platform built for distributed teams. Hi, this is Mark Magnacca, and I'm excited to welcome you to the Adapter's Advantage podcast. Our first guest is Tony Jiri, who's known as the results guy. Tony is a coach to many of the world's top CEOs. And I personally met Tony more than 20 years ago after first reading his book called Inspire Any Audience. That book had a huge impact on the way I presented and in many ways, my life. I subsequently hired Tony as a presentation coach and he helped me rethink everything about the way I was communicating my message and the way I was interacting with the audience. And the biggest idea he gave me was that it's not about you, it's about them. And that one's lasted for a long time. So just a little bit more background on Tony before we jump in. He's the author of more than 60 books, 26 of these books on the topic of communication. And today you're gonna hear how he's adapting his thinking in this post-pandemic era to serve his clients. We're also gonna get a chance to hear a little bit about a new book he's got coming out called Vibe that I think is a perfect book for the time. So welcome, Tony. Hey, Mark, how you doing, buddy? Very glad to have you here. I'm glad to be uh, here, buddy. This is exciting, man. All right, I'm gonna start off with a real easy one, but one that a lot of people struggle to answer. And so that question is, Tony, given all of the things you do and my, what I just told people about your background as a presentation coach, what do you, how do you answer the question Tony Jerry, what do you do? Technically, what I am, Mark, is a strategist. And what I really do is I help people think through what they really want and get it faster. And I do that through a series of things, including how to communicate. However, what also that I've learned is people hire me to help them bring energy into their world. Whether it's on screen remotely or whether it is in person, people today need energy. They want hope. They want inspiration. And people today are kind of spinning like, Hey, where's the world going? And no one really knows, of course, all the answers. Of course, prior to the virus, people didn't know. But even more now, there's a lot of unknowns. Would you agree? I would. And people want that hope and they want energy. And, uh, and that's really what uh, a lot of people are engaging us to do, is to have our company, have me come in and put energy into the world. And in most cases, remotely. Why is it that you think the energy that, that you bring and also your effort to help other people find and transmit their energy is so important now. You know, we divided the book into two areas, Mark. One is about a company's vibe or an organization's vibe if you happen to be a nonprofit. And the other is about being a leader that has vibe. And if you're thinking about it, if you're a salesperson, if you're a dad, if you're a parent, whatever roles you're playing, you want to have vibe, right? Don't you want to bring energy to your family? Like you come home uh, from your uh, trip, you come home from your evening, and you're there with your family, you're on the phone with your family, you're on a, you're on a, in most cases today, we're all on web calls, right? It's like Zoom this, Zoom that, like my whole schedule, I pull up my phone, I'm like looking at it, it's like everything's, and I'm thinking, you know, that uh, so many people, they, 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 uh, they zone out, and you know, you're like, and, and if you don't have energy, and so my clients we are call like, it, Tony, we call it Zoom in and zone out. That's exactly what happens. You're sort of glued to the screen, but your, your brain is somewhere else, or you're on a different tab. Right. So let's talk about that, because I know for so long you've talked about clarity, focus, execution. That's been your mantra. 
but when you're, when you're talking to these leaders now about being more energetic and help them with their vibe, how, how are you helping them find their voice so that it's, it can be transmitted through this flat screen that we're looking at? Um, I think, Mark, like you said at the beginning of our conversation when you introduced me to, uh, to our audience today, uh, I think it's not so much about your own voice as it's really about can you facilitate effectively and get other people connected where their voice is into the conversation, their voice is into the, to the Zoom call, their voice is into the training, right? I mean, it's really like there's this like art. I wrote a book years ago called The Complete Guide to Effective Facilitation. And I think we're going to talk about that in a little bit. And just say, it's just like if you don't really understand facilitation, you're missing out. So I think the voice is about how to get the voice of everybody connected. I was coaching the president of Walmart at the time, the largest company in the world, a few years ago. And uh, when they do their stockholders meeting, Mark, they have about 18,000 stockholders. And then after that stockholders meeting, they have an analyst meeting. And sometimes there's three or 400 people, including institutional investors that are asking them questions. Mm -hmm. And we set up a deal that when people would ask the president questions, that his whole team would be there and he would field those questions to his, to his team. And I taught him things like this. So if it was a marketing question, which we prepared for, we would say, you know, Mark's our CFO. In just a second, he's going to answer the question. We say another couple of words, then we turn it to Mark. Yes. So when you're engaging and facilitating, to your point, you don't want to really throw someone and get them off guard. However, you do want to keep them engaged. Totally. So if you say, for example, Mark's going to tell us in just a second what his thoughts are. Before I, I turn it to Mark, though, let me just add one little piece. Then you give him a little breathing space. Absolutely. You signal him that it's coming, right? Yeah. So we could talk about um, this whole piece on facilitation alone because there's so much great content there. But my, my mission today is to really help expose our listeners to a number of really important concepts that you are, are an expert on and give them the opportunity to engage if they want to learn more about any particular one. One of, the, one of the stories that I'd love you to share a little bit more about is uh, regarding the work that you're doing with Envision, uh, one of the largest employers of blind people in the nation. And uh, what I found so fascinating is when you talked about sending material to blind members of your training ahead of time, they were able to enjoy the presentation more in real time. Can you talk a little bit more about what you've learned working with the blind and what may be relevant to, for our, our, our listeners who have their sight? Let me do a 30 second plug on Envision. Think about this. They really help people um, impact life. I mean, they help people live a life that's a cool. How about this? 70% of blind people uh, are unemployed. 81% are live below the poverty line. They have vehicles that go pick up people and bring them to work and they build magic markers. They, they build plastic bags. They do phone calling. They do, they do all kinds of cool stuff. Anyway, I've been involved with this company for about 10 years. And when we're doing our, our training and meetings, just like you said, we send things out ahead. And what, I, what I've learned is that this applies everywhere all the time. Like, you know, I teach the whole presentation mastery methodology. So you wrap up all my books on communication into one chunk, and the chunk is what I call presentation mastery. And inside that, what I talk about is three major things, prep, delivery, and follow-up. So the answer to your question, Mark, is that prep, sending things ahead. What I learned from that, what I've learned from them, is we all got to double down in today's world. Prep matters. So, but just before we move off the, uh, the, the, this lesson that you've learned um, from working with Envision, what would you say is the, the new lesson 
that has come in this post-COVID world that we can apply based on your experience of pre-sending uh, blind people content before the meeting? I'm doing a keynote next week to 400 people around the world. Uh, after we do this podcast, I'll be in my results one van heading to another meeting. And in that meeting, we'll be doing in, a, in my portable van a prep call. And we're preparing. Uh, and what I've learned is uh, in the prep, the engagement piece can start there. Um, and it's even more important than ever. So you send out an email. We are in this particular case in this keynote. And we're saying, tell us some of your best practices on the selling from the phone. Mm -hmm. So I pick 13 of my best already. Then I'm going to have three people that we choose and I'm going to give them credit so they feel engaged and it's coming from the colleagues that people trust. So me as an outside yes. third party expert combined yes. with internal people yes. and then everybody. And then if you contributed and I didn't mention it on the follow up, we have a one pager that goes out and says, hey, here's 25, 50 more ideas. And so now everybody's seeing their ideas. They're more engaged. They're learning from each other. And it makes my keynote so much more valuable than just me getting up and saying, let me tell you how cool my book is. So Tony, what's really interesting, we hadn't talked about that piece. And, and for every person in sales or part of a sales team listening to what you just said, think of how critical the same dynamic is that it's not you as the salesperson who's the star of the show, but modern selling is really about facilitating your executive sponsor, your project lead, all of them being the ones who own it. There will be so many people. I teach a concept uh, called uh, stakeholders, all stakeholders win. And it's a concept I developed, Mark, I don't know if you've heard it or not, where I push people to think through what are the all, all the audience members? And how oh, I have heard of that one. Yes, that's a very is, What a lot one. of people do is they go, they go, man, I'm going to be so prepared. I'm going to be so good. I'm going to be so energetic. And they fail to appreciate, engage, talk about, endorse, love on, tell stories about all the other audience members. And if you make it about everybody else and not about yourself, it's just a whole nother level of magic. So let's pivot to this, this uh, fundamental concept that you have taught so many people called HLAs or high leverage activities. Can you tell our listeners what is a high leverage activity and then what's changed about high leverage activities now um, in this new era? Thanks for asking. I'm glad we plugged that one in. My <laughs> favorite subject, here we go. 61 books, 300 training courses, 20 different uh, languages, 50 some countries. I mean, just massive amounts of, of, uh, of study to write and to be able to help you win. The number one thing out of all that that people responded to is HLAs. And the reason why, Mark, is this. Uh, the reason why is because when I ask the question, how many hours a week do you spend, not invest, spend in low leverage activities? I ask that question across the world many sales team, many sales members, and they say 20 hours. And I'm thinking 20 hours in low leverage activities. So low leverage activity is an activity that can still be productive. It's just not the highest and best use of your time. Right. So if you can convert that to the highest and best use of your time more and more and more, you're going to win more, sell more, be better, lead more. Right. And so the concept is really just a term for prioritization. And what makes it different now than before is because you used to have to kind of like, if you just think about business planning, it used to be you'd plan every three years for the whole vision and kind of renew it once a year, right? Yes. And then pretty soon over the last few years, people that were smart would do it like once a quarter, right? 
right? And then, and then Quarterly you, business review, right? And then now it's like, not just daily, it's hourly. Yeah. I mean, you got to ask yourself, what's the best use of my time right now? And if you got something new that came in and it's an opportunity to sell, you got to shift. And it's a higher leverage activity to be in tune with your clients, with your prospects, right? With your team. Let's pivot, Tony, and talk about strategic learning. Um, many, of, many of the people who would be listening to this are people who are in some ways involved with sales learning. They're involved with sales enablement, uh, with readiness, and, and in different parts of the organization, whether the head of distribution or the head of sales or the head of commercial operations, a big part of their job is helping people relearn, reskill, and in some cases, upskill, especially in a time like this. So can you talk about a concept from, from a strategic learning which is the belief window, and, and what, some of the, what are some of the biggest barriers that exist related to people learning? Um, the belief window is a, um, it's a concept, it's a model about a filter, and it simply says that we have principles and truisms on our window that primarily started with our family or upbringing, mm -hmm. and then were added on and influenced by our teachers and then our experiences and then what we read and we're all doing life the best we can based on what's on our window. Mm -hmm. My parents grew up and taught me that orange juice was healthy for you and I got fat. And then I realized the orange juice is bad for you. It has a high glycemic index. It's higher sugar content. It's, and so if you have principles on your window, for example, in the sales arena, if your principle is, well, I'm so good on my feet that I don't need to do the follow-up as well. That might be a bad principle. The principle might be to say, hey, I need to be nailing prep and my delivery and my follow-up. Right. you with me? Yes. Um, in, the, in the barriers, in, the, in that whole psychology of learning uh, concept, you know, there's barriers of, of value. People are asking themselves, is it going to be valuable for me to put the energy to learn this? They think, what's the credibility of the person that's authored it or produced it, uh, whether it be a video or what, you know, they're thinking about what kind of results have that person had in their sales experience, in their management, in their life. Mm -hmm. uh, and so people are asking themselves, do I have capacity to learn? They're asking themselves, is the timing right for me to learn? Uh, they're asking themselves, um, what's my past experience from learning? They're asking themselves, how valuable? Do I, do I believe in delayed gratification or it has to be now? Because sometimes yeah, learning pays off over time. And so all these barriers, Mark, are going through people's mind uh, before they take another step or take the next step in learning. And so we unpack that in that model. Well, let's use that as a transition uh, to an article that I shared with you that was just published by the consulting firm McKinsey. And uh, it's all about adapting employees' skills and roles to this post-pandemic world. And specifically, it was about new ways of working and learning that will be crucial to building what they call operational model resilience. I know you've been talking about a related thing called pressing the reset button with your clients. So what are you finding people most need to reset and to reskill in terms of their approach in this post-pandemic world to build operating model resilience? Two answers. One for a person that's an individual contributor. Maybe you're a salesperson, a sales rep of some type. One is you constantly got to be thinking about what your HLAs. Your HLAs may be a little bit different today than they were two or three months ago. And then from a, from a global perspective, as a leader, you got to think about how am I pouring energy into my team with a flat screen? Because here's what happens. When you get people working from home, 
can they get distracted? For sure. And their kids come in, maybe their spouse is working from home. Yep. Maybe they got to go, a contractor's coming in, somebody's working. And all of a sudden you go, wow, in my normal eight, nine hour day where I'm cranking, I'm only cranking six hours because I got all these distractions. Yeah. So as a leader, how do you build the energy and how do you build the ump factor to give people the personal responsibility to own it, to pay their energy into the company that's paying them to be able to perform? And that's a skill that people haven't had to have the same today as, uh, I mean, the same, it's different today than it was. How, how do you predict that the sales process is going to evolve in this post-pandemic era and what role will video play? The product is you. How about that? How about that? <laughs> it's as true today as it is uh, yesterday, a year ago, 10 years ago. Would you agree? It is. Does, do yep. all the viewers know about that? They don't. They don't. But Tony's referring to a book that I had written when I first uh, met Tony called The Product Is You, which was really about positioning your most important product, you. I think you just, it, it's, it's, it, that's, it's a big deal today. It's just you and flat screen, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's a, you got to get good at, uh, at working the screen and you can't be resistant. Like, you know, you sit there and go, well, you know, we're going to start traveling again here in another month or two. Yeah, some, we hope. I hope a lot, you know, American Airlines is a big client of mine. I hope they keep moving, but how about this? You got to get good at today's way of communicating, right? Well, Tony, that leads me to my last point. You know, you. I, I, I talked in an earlier uh, episode uh, about this concept in our, in our pre-call, I should say. Um, I talked about this idea of adaptation and you think about it as human beings, we were hardwired in evolution to be able to adapt. The only thing is we tend to, to adapt over a long period of time, not in such a short period of time of what we've been dealing with right now. So here's the, the final question for you. Um, what's the biggest adaptation that you've needed to make since the start of this, this uh, COVID-19 pandemic? Some of the things that I've been sharing right now, like I'm sitting there thinking, you know, do I, can I get by because I'm so darn good on the screen can I get by without my environment in the back looking good? For the first month or so, I was sloppy. You know, I'm good. Right. I've been selling for 20 years. People like me. They know me. And, uh, and I, was not, uh, I was not adapting quick enough. How about this one? Stats show, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll kind of bring it down with this one. Stats show that 30% of the people resist change, 50% are kind of indifferent, and only 20% embrace it. So if you're a listener today, ask yourself, where do you land? You know? That is a great, a great way to wrap this up, Tony. If people want to learn more about Vibe, if they want to learn more about Clarity, Focus, and Execution, if they want to just see that, the rest of that cool video that we started with, what's the best way for them to reach you? TonyJerry.com. T-O-N-Y-J-E-A-R-Y.com. Just Google me. I'm on a million websites. Yep. Love, love to connect with people, Mark. I love it. You always help me connect with people and people that want to, um, to have more energy and have more and better results in their thinking. Uh, love to get connected. So Tony, I'm going to leave you with this. For those of you who go to TonyJerry.com, we've only literally talked about one facet of Tony's life. In an upcoming podcast, I want to come back and talk to him about the health transformation that he has embarked on over the last seven years. And while he's not a doctor, he literally has learned as much as many doctors know, if not more, about the subjects of nutrition and about the sub subject of supplements. 
And um, that piece is tied into why you have that energy. That's right, buddy. That's right. You know, so many people do not take, I didn't. I woke up at 50 and said, hey, dude, I am not, look at myself in the mirror, not living ultimate health. Yeah. And I need to. Well, we're going we're gonna to leave them uh, holding on that thought. We're going to come back to that in a future episode. Thank you so much for your time, Tony. Real pleasure to see you. And uh, keep putting out those positive vibes. All right, buddy. Good talk to you. Thank you. See you soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Adapters Advantage. Available on all major podcast platforms. Make sure you visit our website, alego.com, where you can subscribe to our podcast so you'll never miss an episode. If you liked this show, you might want to check out our virtual training kit to learn how to keep a remote team running at full speed. Go to alego.com slash virtual to download your kit today. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. And don't forget, one new idea can change your life.